Shabbat Shalom. There you are. Baruch Hashem, Yahuwah. Blessings in the name of Yahuwah, our Elohim. It is the beautiful Sabbath, and we are coming into the Moedim, the feasts of Yahuwah. So a few announcements before um, we get going today. Miss Tamra had um, informed me that you'd had a great time this morning on Shabbat Fellowship, everybody. So want to give you just the date, some of you on the, um, of course, the Torah calendar, which differs, of course, from traditional Judaism. But Friday, September the 17th, we've got Yom Teruah. That's coming up, the high holy day of Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. Okay, that's the sound of the alarm. That's a preparation call. Get ready for what's coming, because then we have 10 days of awe. 10 days of really preparing in our hearts, in our levim, in that time of teshuvah, repentance, because 10 days later on Sunday, Roman Sunday, September the 26th, we have Yom Kippur. Now, of course, during these dates, these high holy days, this is a time of reflection and also connecting with your brothers and sisters in the whole house of Israel. So go to Torah to the Tribes dot com forward slash connect and on those high holy days we do have platform connections where you can fellowship and edify and encourage one another and then on that day of Yom Kippur there will be corporate fasting and a time of prayer and a prayer meeting on the Zoom Connect platforms at 11 o'clock I believe that would be Pacific Standard Time and then of course we go into Sukkot the Feast of Tabernacles shortly after then. Now we are doing um, beginning the Feast of Tabernacles in our houses, in our homes, with our families this year and then we are meeting in a feast site here in Oregon on October the 4th I believe, maybe I'm wrong or is it the 5th? Is it the 4th? It's the 4th. It's the 5th. I'm getting different signals here. It's the 5th until the 9th and you can go to torahtothetribes.com forward slash connect, scroll down to biblical feasts, click on that link and it'll shoot you right over to Eventbrite and you can buy your tickets and reserve a spot there. So without further ado, we are in the last chapter, the last chapter of the book of Hebrews, book of Hebrews, where am I? In the Hebrew Acts of the Apostles in the King James Version. In the King James Version. Of course, we will get into the lost book of Acts, or the lost chapter, excuse me, a little rusty today, the lost chapter of Acts, the 29th chapter next week. So bear with me, we haven't finished yet. But this is the last chapter in the King Jimmy. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be very well behaved today. I am not going to be salty. I'm going to be edifying. My voice is going to be like an angel. I am not going to get all riled up. Because I know that I have a lot of detractors. A lot of trolls that just can't help but tune in each and every single week. 
And I realize that I give you trolls and detractors plenty of ammunition. But brethren, I think, I do believe, one day, trolls, detractors, that you will look back on my teachings here at Torah to the Tribes, specifically the book of Revelation, and specifically the book of Acts. And you'll see that either I was dismally wrong, or that Yahuwah has given us a remedy. He has given us ample time to prepare to come out of mystery Babylon and to be equipped to know how to live and to thrive in our upcoming time in the wilderness and to make readiness our hearts to prepare the way of Yahuwah. I believe, in fact, I'm utterly convinced, it will be the latter, not the former. So regardless what some of you say about me, I will bring you the last chapter of the King Jimmy book of Acts, the 28th chapter. Henceforth, off we go. And having come to safety, then they learned that the island was called Malta. And the barbarians who lived there showed us much kindness, for they lit a fire, and they received each one of us because of the falling rain and because of the cold. And when Shaul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat that bit his blooming hand. And then these barbarians, they saw... Oh, I've got to calm down. See I, see, I told you I would speak like an angel. But I believe that the viper in the sticks reveals prophetically to us today of exactly what's going on in the world. I can't help myself. I'm sorry. I love you all dearly, but I cannot help being who Yahuwah has called me to be, which is to be a watchman on the wall, a little bit salty when one needs salt. And oftentimes too salty, I do admit, but I've got a lot of beloved brothers and sisters around me that do temper me down a little bit. But there's a time and a season, and today I look and I see these barbarians that saw the creature hanging on his hand, and they said to himself, oh, we're going to change our mind. We thought, you know, that maybe he was a good bloke because he had escaped the shipwreck. But now we're utterly convinced that this man is a murderer. He is an absolute danger to society. In fact, we should relegate him and make him a second-class citizen because though he had escaped from the sea, yet judgment does not allow him to have his life. But then, you see, Shaul shook the viper into the fire, and he felt no harm. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. There's a, you're going to die! You're gonna, if you don't do what the man tells you to do, you're going to die! But you know what? I'm going to shake the viper off of my hand, and it will fall into the fire. I am utterly convinced. Are you? Because there are Job's 
wicked counsellors out there. They're counselling you. And all they'll sit with you and mourn for seven days and they'll cry tears because they, re- they are Job's wicked counsellors. Now here comes my angelic voice. The final chapter in the King James Version of Acts. It's about the kingdom of Yahweh. It's about the spread of the gospel. And it's been set in motion, as we can see, through the life of Paul, through trials, through tests, through set. Can you see the change in my voice? Through setbacks and successes. Isn't that really what we're called to do? Even when there are trials, even when there are setbacks, there will again be successes. And that we are called to be that life-giving force in a sick and twisted world. And Shaul was that regardless of what happened to him. He rose above circumstances. He rose above his present circumstances. Because the use that we have in this life to be useful for the kingdom of Yahuwah is to spread the life-giving message of repentance, forgiveness, and turning one's life over to the Savior in a lost and sick world where people are losing hope on a daily, daily basis. In so doing, we're going to face trials ourselves. We're going to face persecution. We're going to have failures, and we will again have successes. But if we keep focused on faith, if we keep focused on family, if we keep focused on friendships and gathering together in community on the Sabbath and on the Moedim and finding the lost sheep of the house of Israel, then that puts us where Yahweh wants us, into the mode of seeking the flock the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And along the journey, just like Rav Shaliak Shaul, we'll get to experience deliverance. We'll get to experience healings. We'll get to experience demons. And there's a lot of demons out there today. Shape-shifting reptilian demons. Reptiles have no mercy, no compassion, no feeling, no empathy. They, ha- they, they, they don't care. It's demonic. It's oppressive. And no repentance. But we'll also get to see and experience malachim, messengers, angels. And messengers have come to me through people and angelic in dreams. I've experienced and seen people delivered from demons. I've seen physical manifestations of demons. I've seen supernatural healing of people that were on their deathbed that got up and walked. I've seen all of this over the past 25 years in my life, and I expect to see much more. I've seen people thrown into chains and delivered from chains. I've seen the wonderful glory of Yahuwah. And I know that he is with us and that he is with me 
whatever the circumstances are. And that, to me, is the takeaway from the book of Acts. Shipwrecks, change, stonings, prison, threat of death, judicial trials, floggings, and Paul kept the faith. And he finished well. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler then over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Enter now into the joy of Yahuwah. You know, that's what I want to hear. That should be what you want to hear. The rest of it, it's just part of the walk. So we have to rise above those things because they really don't matter. This is what matters. Now Luke uses a term here, baborai, baborai, for barbarians to describe the islanders. Now the survivors of the shipwreck, think about it, the survivors of the shipwreck, they expected a certain measure of hostility because they were trespassing upon these barbarians' island. And they were wondering, you know, we, we could get hammered here, you know. We could get speared. But they were surprised because the text shows us that they were shown unusual kindness. Now the word there that's used in the Greek is philanthropia. Philanthropia, where we get philanthropy. Where we show kindness, generosity, and we give to charity, welcoming strangers and caring for them. I believe that we are seeing a shift right now in the world society very soon where we as saints are going to be moved into philanthropia by the Spirit. I have a heart to be able to do and be a part where we can do acts of philanthropy. Because there are so many people who have needs. So that is my hope for this ministry and for my life. Because I really count all of these material things as just being able to try and get to where we can have a place of safety for brethren to come. That is philanthropy. Because many of you are going to, like myself, be pushed out of this commercial world. Which I told you last week, it is international, it is admiralty in nature, it is maritime in nature, and it is all commercial. Because it's mystery Babylon. We are being pushed out right now, and I am praying and pray with me that Yahweh would show me and many others how to engage in acts of philanthropy because I want to be able to give it all away because that is the key of being set free because Mystery Babylon is trying to cling desperately to everything on the ship all the cargo all the fiat that is about to go down
And why they won't leave because they love the cargo even more than they love their life. There's a whole segment of society right now that is being pushed out that have become second-class citizens. For a unifying, so-called unifying, so-called president, if any of you heard his speech this week, it was abominable. It was so divisive. It was dividing employers against employees. Vaccinated, pitting vaccinated against unvaccinated. Blaming this group for that. There was, there was, no, there was no empathy. There was no mercy. There was no, it was literally everything that they accused the former president of doing, they're doing. And that's what demonic people do because they've got such filth inside that they point. And Yahushua said, first you take the plank out of your own eye before you go try to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And that, my friends, is the society we are living in where there's going to be a whole group that are going to be told to go on the back of the bus. And you're seeing that right now. That is not equity. That is not merciful. That is wrong. But you can't tell anybody when they've been given over to that kind of evil. Will we rise as believers to the challenge or will we be so focused on the ho expectation of hostility? Now think about it. They came upon the island and they were f so focused. They had this expectation of hostility. But in fact, the islanders showed them acts of philanthropy. Now, will we be so focused on the hostility out there, and I know I do too, all right, that we'll miss the opportunities for philanthropy? I pray not, because this has really been pressed on my heart. Matthew, don't get so focused on the hostility out there that you forget to do acts of philanthropy, or not necessarily forget, but that should be at the forefront right now, I believe, on my heart. Because I see people reach out to me that are losing their jobs, they are losing their homes, they are... And I'm like, okay, okay, this is what Yahuwah, I believe, wants. There's people that are sick, the people need resources to proper medical care proper medical care, health care, not pharmacia, not demonic science, where they're going to put you on a ventilator and 98% of you are going to die. That's not, that's, that, you know, we're not going to do, we're not going to do pseudoscience here. We're going to look at the, he says, my healing comes from where? Of course, from him, but he says, I'll give you the leaves for the healing. It's going to be natural. It's, it's not going to be pharmacia. Okay? So, will we be so focused on an expectation of hostility that we won't be faithful over the few things? And if we fail at meeting a few people that Yahuwah puts upon our trail, then how can we be trusted with the many? Of course, I am fully aware, brethren, as we are in the 28th chapter, the last chapter in the King Jimmy, that this is her, an a historical account. 
that these were real barbarians who they expected to just stand back and watch the effect of the venom seeping through its unsuspecting victim. And I'm sure that some did. But the hope of philanthropy was always present. You and I need to be able to discern. That's what we need to be able to do. How many today will have the capacity to exhibit philanthropy when most have chosen to place their hands in with the rest of the nations and have been bitten by a viper that shuts down that very part of the brain that is most needed for philanthropy. And that part of the brain exhibits empathy and compassion. I don't see a lot of empathy and compassion from these dictators out there. I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Because that part of the brain has been shut down because they've been bitten by a viper that has changed their DNA and is hidden in the sticks. The Hebrew word for sticks is etz. The Greek word that appears here in the King Jimmy is fruganon, fruganon. The sticks in the fire, listen, here's the teaching. The sticks in the fire using metaphor and allegory are right where the viper hides are the nations of the earth the sticks in the fire are the nations of this earth and amongst the nations of the earth are what the two houses of israel and a viper what do i mean Ezekiel tells us in the 37th chapter, the 19th verse, Say unto them, Thus says the Master Yahuwah, Behold, I will take the eights, the stick, the fruganan in the Greek, the very same word that appears in the King Jimmy, the stick of Joseph, that's the ten northern tribes, which is in the hand of Ephraim, the ten northern tribes, and the tribes of Israel, his fellows, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Yehuda, Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in mine hand. That is the gathering of the twelve tribes scattered abroad. What's interesting is the play on words here. The viper hides amongst the sticks. The sticks is the eights in the Hebrew for sticks, but the same word for sticks can also be used for nations and tribes. The sticks of the nations, in fact, shall be as stubble. And what's amongst the stubble? A viper. And what does the viper do? It burns them. And I believe, like the prophet Zechariah explains, that the burning will be in the veins. Isaiah 47, in the 14th verse, it is written, Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a coal to warm at, 
nor fire to sit before it. Now, what's interesting in Ecclesiastes, in the 10th chapter, in the 8th verse, it says, He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and whoso breaketh a fence, a serpent shall bite him. How many today have dug their own pits? How many today have dug their own pits? And how many today have broken through the fence? You see, the pit is the world. And the fence are the commandments of Yahuwah that keep you safe from a coercive, sick, tyrannical world. That gives you the discernment to fence yourself in with the commandments of Yahuwah so that you don't get lost in mystery Babylon and coerced into their crazy mandates. The apparent consequences, Brett, listen. The apparent consequence of, of living as barbarians is catching up with the world. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? You live like a barbarian, you're going to find yourself at the very consequences that come to barbarians. We must seek the lost. And help those who are ready to be helped. Those that want to repent and to be helped. See, I can't help it, can I? I just can't help it. When I read the scripture, I see our very world through the lens of scripture. And I see warnings at every twist and every turn. I can't help it. That's the relationship that I have with our Creator through His Son because He saved me when I was 24 and you all know that and I keep banging on about it. But my life changed never to be the same. So what this world throws at me matters not because I am not my own. And the barbarians don't get that because they will get theirs at the hands of mystery Babylon. This is their world. It's not mine. And it shouldn't be yours either. I believe. I believe. As we sail towards Yom Kippur, we are fast approaching the rocks and sandbar, my friends. It's Yom Kippur in less than a week. And we are fast approaching the rocks and the sandbar. The day of Yahuwah is Yom Kippur, where Yahuwah pours out his wrath on a God-rejecting society because they would not listen and they would not hear. We know that the serpent is a piercing serpent. It punctures the skin to get the venom in. And then it swims around the seas. Leviathan, the international admiralty maritime piercing serpent of old. This viper is commercial in nature. And it hides amongst the sticks. Those that are being pushed out of society now, it's because it's commercial in nature. Don't you see it? And that that swims around inside of the veins, you look at it under a microscope. I mean, there's plenty on BitChute that will tell you what is in the masks, all microscopic and all that you see. I don't need to get into that because we're not on the appropriate channel to be doing that, are we? There's six things. 
<laughs> six that I want to bring up. There's definitely a viper in the fire today, number one. Wouldn't you say? Number two, it's been hidden in the sticks for decades. The elite, the barbarian islanders, they have been telegraphing its whereabouts for years. Larry Fishburne, and I like him as an actor. He's changed his name now to Lawrence Fishburne. It's a lot more, you know. Larry Fishburne, he coined the phrase social distancing back in the movie Contagion, which is a movie from 2011. Yeah, they telegraphed it in 2011 in the movie Contagion. And now it's a catchphrase that everybody knows because they have been prepping this thing for decades. Don't get me into the movie V. I mean, goodness gracious. Number three, the majority have fallen under the spell. The misguided belief that the elite, the barbarian islanders, they are showing humanity much kindness, verse 2. They care about you. Your government wants to keep you safe. Your government really wants the best for your health. They are your benefactors. And your health and your safety it's their prime importance. Not wars. No, not taxes. Not fear. Not debt. Not liens and liability. No, no, no. It's, it's your personal family they care about. They love you so much that they would like to take your children from cradle to grave. It's called... The social security system. Social, as in socialism. And the person that introduced it was a socialist. And since then, you've all become slaves of the International Admiralty Maritime Commercial System. But now, you're being released, pushed out of it. Just like we were told and prophesied in the book of Shemot. It's a good thing, brethren. It's a good thing. A good thing. Number four. Can we expect to get healing if we've allowed ourselves to get bitten by poison? These are just questions I'm asking. And number five, is the bite the mark of the beast? Number six, are the barbarians really behind this viper in the fire? You see, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it tells me from the beginning that every problem that we've ever encountered is because of a viper. Now, the serpent, the viper, was more subtle than any other beast of the field which Yahuwah Elohim had made. This has become, was started off very subtly, didn't it? You know, you're going to only have to wear the mask for a couple of weeks, okay? And Biden says, I would never mandate mask wearing. 
This is in 2020. Oh, we would never mandate vaccinations. So what is that? What's the definition of that? Well, it's very subtle, and that's called deception and lies and hypocrisy. And you're supposed to trust these people with your health, your personal health, your privacy of your health. I thought it was my body, my choice. Wasn't that the narrative? Well, that changed quickly, didn't it? You see? I don't agree with that either. Because when it comes to life and somebody else's life, then life, the Elohim that I serve, is the creator of life. And barbarians serve a cult of death. So they don't make that distinction. But the serpent beguiled me. And I did put my hand in amongst the sticks. Because everybody was telling me that I should. And everybody else did it. In fact, you know, the majority are doing it. So I should do it too. Don't you think that's a good idea? Genesis 49 verse 17. Dan, Dan, remember the tribes have been scattered to the nations. Dan shall be a serpent, a viper by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse if heals so that his rider shall fall backward. Holy men fall forward. But little devils and demons and those that try to deceive you, they fall backwards. Those that try to enslave you, those that try to coerce you, those that try to bring you in before the authorities, they always fall backwards. What happened to those that tried to arrest Yahushua? Did they prostrate? No, they fell backwards. So I'm not a big fan of the way the, uh, the, the Catholic or the regular church or whatever does baptisms where they throw you backwards because I don't see that in Scripture. A mikvah, an immersion, is a forward prostration and being reborn and coming out of the water. So when I'm mikvah, I always do it the Hebrew way, because I see in the scriptures. Anyway, I was talking about Dan being a viper, an adder along the way. You do realize the Dan and the Danites is a connection because the tribe of Dan traveled up into that Scandinavian, Hungarian region. And many of the scientists behind this bite, they are Danish. They are Danites. Hungarians coming from the Huns. The lady, I think her name is Karinko, the Hun lady, I call her. She is the BioNTech engineer and overseer laying in the path. We've got rods turning into serpents. We've got serpents turning into rods, eights. We've got whole nations being bit. The Hebrew word is matar, matar. It is a mem tet And a matar means a lance. But it's also the same word that used, is used for tribes or nations or sticks. But it can just as easily be translated as a piercing lance. You see, there is a piercing lance amongst the nations, brethren, and it's hiding in the nations, and it will bite you. But they look to see, verse 6, 
when he would swell up or die suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm came to him, well, they changed their... Good grief. Do they keep changing their mind? They can't keep this narrative straight, can they? From the get-go, they keep changing their minds. It is an absolute baboon show. Something you'd see at a circus. The flip-flop changing willy-nilly of the minds. And people trust these individuals. This is beyond me. They just, their education or their IQ level has got to be extremely low. Or they've just had so much chemicals dumped into their system. So much Joseph Goebbels propaganda, which of course is CNN and all of this MSNBC that these people read and watch. New York Times, the Statesman Urinal. I mean, it's just unbelievable. But what if the effects of the bite are not seen for months? What if they're not seen for years, brethren? Are we going to spread the gospel or are we just going to sit around and wait and watch to see if these people die? No, we need to be about our father's business. We don't need to be sitting around waiting and watching. We need to be about our father's business to seek the lost sheep of the house of Israel, all of those that are being pushed out of society and will continue to be pushed out of society over this upcoming season in our midst. We need to change our minds. I need to change my mind. It begins here. I need to change my mind. I truly do. How am I going to react and interact with a society that is subjected to barbarians? What are you going to do, Matthew? And they may say, they may suffer the effects of snake bite in my very vicinity. What am I going to do? What do we do now? How now shall we live? You see, Shaul tells me how now to live, to continue with the mission, to stay focused, to save souls in Rome and the world over. He left the barbarians to their vipers. And the poisons that they had concocted. And he continued on. He was unfazed. He was without fear. And he overcame what would usually cripple another. And that's what we're called to do. Whatever brethren is thrown at you, Yahweh will see you through. And you will overcome. And what would cripple another, it will not cripple you. What will afflict another, it will not afflict you. I assure you, in the name of Yahuwah, and I do not say these words lightly, Yahuwah is with his people in this time, presently. I feel his presence, and I receive from the Ruach HaKodesh, he is with us. I have seen miracles beyond miracles in my life on a daily, daily basis, and I give all glory to Yahuwah, no matter what happens. No matter what happens in the circumstances, it is powerful. But what happens, we see now in the seventh verse. Is he only in the, se is he only in the seventh verse, you say? In the same area were lands belonging to the chief of the island, whose name was Publius 
who received us and lodged us at his home for three days most courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bowel of pain, to whom Shaul entered in and made prayerful petition and laid his hands on him and he healed him. What happens, brethren, when the elite, the chiefs of our little island that we're on, some of you are on a littler island than us, a smaller one, like the United Kingdom. I see somebody's right now watching from Wolverhampton. I used to love the Wolverhampton Wolves when I was a younger boy. But what happens when the elite, the chiefs of our little island here begin to succumb to sickness and to fever? Will this be another non-newsworthy event? Or has scripture actually prophesied that the elite will be struck? The chiefs of the island, the kings of the earth will actually fall under the bowels of pain. It has been prophesied. It has been prophesied. And they will flee to Afghanistan. You see, we have a tree, though. And it's branches that shoot out healing to the nations. They are going to introduce people to viper bites. But our job is to introduce people to the healing of the tree of the nations. We just can't let people wither away in pain. That's just not philanthropy. We need to prepare, seriously, to be the hands and feet of our Savior to a very sick and afflicted world that is in need of both physical and spiritual healing. A lot of the problems we're seeing, they're spiritual problems. Yahushua's body rose from the dead. He has no body here on earth except you and me. We are his body here on earth. That's it. Which is why the elite are so set on killing the body, the bride of Mashiach, Revelation chapter 12. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But there are a lot of good people out there right now, good people that are full of regrets. I meet them every day, brethren, full of regrets. They regret who they voted for. They regret that they got jabbed. And now they're going to have to have another one and another one. It's going to be monthly, then it's going to be weekly, and then you're going to have to do it daily. Otherwise, you won't get your tokens to get out and play. Oh, oh, the movie, you mean the one from Steven Spielberg? What was that? Ready Real Player One? Yeah, you've got to play the game backwards, brethren, to win. You've got to come out of her, my pi- They've been telegraphing this for years. I meet them every day, people full of regrets. 
They regret who they voted for. They regret that they spent all their stimulus. They regret that they believed others when they told them that it was okay to place their hands in a bundle of sticks named AstraZeneca, Moderna, J&J, and Pfizer. There's a bundle of sticks in the nations. Just place your hands in there and see what you get. You want to give, you want to give Pfizer a call right now? I'll give you that a number. You can actually call their number. And in the first 30 seconds, they tell you that their jab, Pfizer-BioNTech, isn't the approved jab. But it is actually Comirnaty is the one that it's approved. But Comirnaty isn't available till 2024. So they're snake-biting the unsuspecting public into gathering sticks when they know what's hidden amongst the wood. You see, this is what people don't do. An EUA is not an approval, brethren. An emergency use authorization is not an approval. Let's be clear on that. So the alleged president lied to you again. Right to your... Oh, oh you, you want their number. It's 1-800-666-7248. I'm not messing around. 1-800-666-7248. Call, call it. This is when my wife's like, you need to calm down. So you got all crazy again. Oh, well, yeah, when the Pfizer number is 1-800-666-7248, that makes me crazy. I'm sorry. Taking, literally telegraphing to you. Taking the mickey. Mocking you to your face. Me, mocking us. That's mystery Babylon. That is the whore in the commercial realm. Verse 9. Let's get back to it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I do apologize for my behavior. It's outrageous behavior. Outrageous behavior. So when this was done in verse 9, others also who had diseases in the island came and were healed, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they gave us such basic things as were necessary. You see... Satan, Satan, Lucifer is the viper. What's up is actually down. What's black is actually white. And if Yahweh can use this situation right here in the scripture for miracles and for life, then you can bet that Satan, who is the creator of absolutely nothing, will use this template for catastrophe 
when placed in the hands of barbarians. And that's where we're currently at, brethren. Instead of the phrase, quote, of Scripture, verse 9, others also who had diseases in the island came and were healed. Instead of that, because what's up is down, what's black is white, it's currently going to be pushed right now the snake bite is now going to be pushed on a unsuspecting third world population too, so that they will suffer the same effects of the sophisticated Westerners. But it will not bring about healing, brethren. You and I know that. Do you know the third world population? They have already been abused. They have already been vaccinated with all kinds of toxins and poisons, with no recourse, with no one taking any liability. And now they're going to tackle the third world again. So if you live in the third world, and many of our brethren do in Africa and in India, you guys need to watch the hell out. And come out of her, my people, too. Because now, once they get the jab ray up here in the Western world, they're going for you in the third world, and they're going big. And it's not because they want your healing. Because this is Luciferic in its origins. Look at verse 10. Who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they gave us such basic things as were necessary. Do you see how many absolute trillions and trillions the viper in the sticks has made for these demons? I mean, if you wanted to make some fiat a year and a half ago, you should have invested, I wouldn't have, morally it would have been wrong, BioNTech or Pfizer or J&J or AstraZeneca. Do you realize how many trillions and trillions these vipers have made and do you see the honors and the accolades the press the mockingbird media and the politician place on them as saviors they really think that they are the saviors it's disturbing because it's a death cult because they reject the true Savior. So therefore, they're looking for salvation in all the wrong places. And it will lead to slavery and death. Verse 11. And after three months, we departed in a ship from Alexandria, which had wintered on the island, whose carved figurehead was Castor and Paul. Oh, crying out loud. I mean, really? I read this stuff. I read the scripture. Now we got to Castor and Pollux. I've got to take a break before I get into this next part. I mean, you're not going to believe what I'm going to share with you. It's Castor and Pollux. Some of you are, are, are hopefully duck, duck going right now. Well, who's Castor and Pollux? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's much to cover. I don't have time to sit around and drink 
Zevia zero calorie soda. Better not be made in China, that's all I'm telling you. Where is this stuff made? See now you got me now you got me worried. Oh, it's a product of the USA, allegedly. Right, right, you know I don't believe a word of these people. Anyway, let's look at this figurehead. Excuse me. We look at the figurehead. Apparently it's important. It's named in Scripture, both, right, in Scripture, for a purpose, for a specific purpose for you and I today and for many that went before us, but we're going to bring it forward into today. Because if we look at the figurehead, then we can see the God they serve. Is that a fair summation? If we look at the figurehead, we can see the God they serve, who they put their trust in for their health and for their safety. Because that's what it's all about, health and safety, health and safety, health and safety, fear, fear, fear. Oh, there's some big waves coming in. Oh, there's a big ocean and tide. This maritime, admiralty, commercial, international system is dangerous. You need to be protected. Let's see what God you serve. Here it is. This is the twin gods, Castor and Pollux, who were the... I said Pollux, not bollocks. I said Castor and bollocks. I know we've got some... (laughs) I said it wrong then, didn't I? I know we've got some people from the UK watching with your fish and chips right now. All right, and you, you, you misheard me. Castor and Pollux, who were the sons of Zeus... Symbols of the divine help for sailors. Makes sense. It's on the front of the blooming ship, right? So we're dealing with admiralty and a maritime cult. And this is who they put their hope in. Mystery Babylon is the maritime admiralty cult. I think we can all agree on that. So these gods were test tube babies. They were concocted in a lab. What do I mean? It's called heteropaternal superfecundation. That's a big word. Heteropaternal superfecundation. This is where there's the fertilization of two or more over from the same cycle of seed, from two separate acts of intercourse. Kind of like something you would concoct in a lab in Wuhan, China. But there's more. These little demon spirits were the patron saints of sailors. Listen. These little demon spirits were the patron saints of sailors, the maritime admiralty to whom they appeared as a St. Elmo's fire. Well, what's that, you may ask? What's a St. Elmo's fire? A St. Elmo's fire is a luminous plasma created by a corona discharge. What the heck did he just say? A St. Elmo's fire is a luminous plasma created by a corona discharge. Created from a rod or a needle-like spire. I'm not making this stuff up. 
And you think that Yahuwah has abandoned you in the 21st century? You think that he doesn't care for you? You think that he's going to leave you to these rotten scoundrels in the nations? These tyrants and dictators? These little demons? No. No way. He is with us. He has given us divine revelation on how to live in a sick and twisted world full of zombie freaks. That you can just load up your Bluetooth and you see all these Bluetooth numbers coming on nowadays. Well, hang on a minute. I've only got six Bluetooth devices. There's eight people over there and I've got all this Bluetooth now coming up. What the heck is... Am I picking up them? Hmm. I don't know. What's going on? There's nothing here. What do they say on Star Wars? I love that little line about the droids. What is it? You don't know? 